Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You see the, the movies on TV where everything's burning and you just go, wow, that's terrible. It's worse than that. It's worse than that. This is Death, Sex, and Money. Jesus, we're going to kill that guy. The show from WNYC about the things we think about a lot. Do you have any idea how much a shirt like this costs? And need to talk about more. I so flirt with you in math. I'm Anna Sale. We had six inches of house left. Six inches of ash, and that's all that's left. Several months ago, I drove out to the end of a cul-de-sac in the hills of Santa Rosa, California. Are we able to walk out on the floor? Yes. There are a lot of really beautiful homes on this street. And right next to them are a lot of charred trees and empty lots where houses used to stand. A year ago, wildfires swept through this part of Sonoma County, killing 43 people and destroying over 4,500 homes, including Ed and Kathy Hamilton's. There was a few metal things that didn't burn. Some chairs and a couple the water of water heater. I think water. you could recognize the water heater and, and the barbecue. But we spent a couple of weeks coming back over, sifting through the rubble, looking for stuff. We found a pair of her diamond studs, just purely by accident. Most of the jewelry was melted. Mm-hmm. The studs were melted, but the stones were still there. They looked perfect. Ed and Kathy are in their 60s. They met on Match.com 15 years ago and lived together in this house for seven. Standing there on their lot, it was easy to see the path of the fire. This is, this is a fire-damaged wall here? Yeah. The two homes to the left yep. of their house also burned to the ground. Their next-door neighbor's house on the other side was untouched. We caught on fire as it came over that little crack right there, over that where the first step is. The fire started in the middle of the night last October. Ed and Kathy were sleeping when they heard banging on their front door. It was their neighbor. And as soon as we opened the front door, uh, over in that direction, it was just a, just a huge arc of orange glow covering that whole uh, quadrant of the sky. Uh-huh. It was so just a scene from hell. It's really You were surrounded by fire. We were. We felt that way. We actually weren't in danger at that time. But the, when we looked out and you see the fire coming that way and the wind's blowing towards us at 60 miles an hour, we thought we'd better go. Wildfires happen in California every year, but they're getting bigger. 12 of the 15 largest fires in state history have burned since 2000. These fires are more extreme and more destructive. Suki Lewis is a reporter at KQED Public Radio in San Francisco. And climate change has created this, you know, situation of drought in California, and that has exacerbated just the ferocity of these fires. Suki's covered wildfires across California, including in the rural part of the state where she's from, Lake County. It's right next to Sonoma County, where Ed and Kathy live, but it's a lot less well-off. And Lake County has been hit particularly hard by fire in the last four years. Suki told me it wasn't like this when she was a kid. I mean, every summer there were, there you would smell smoke, you know, 
a number of times. But we never had to evacuate, and it seemed like they always kind of got it under control pretty easily. Um, And then in the recent years, you know, that's obviously changed. What is different now? Uh, It's burning much faster. And these fires, um, as they say, are kind of breaking all the old rules. It used to be like fire doesn't burn downhill. The Valley Fire in Lake County burned downhill. Um, The fire tornado that happened earlier this year that was 1,000 feet across, fire tornado, um, firefighters had never seen anything like that before. So it's this really intense fire behavior coupled with a number of other different things, which is that we have now built so many homes in this area um, where there didn't used to be homes. So, you know, the wildland of California is supposed to burn sometimes. Um, But now as humans have encroached on the wildland and the wildland is encroaching on humans, these fires are destroying many more homes and lives um, than they used to. And what happens after a fire depends on how much money you have. Ed and Kathy own their own business, a staffing agency that's done really well. So they were able to start rebuilding within four months. That's not the reality for most people. It's so big what happened. It, it's taking a strange amount of time to come to terms with and understand. Earlier this year, Suki interviewed Bart Levinson, whose home burned down in 2015. She's been wrangling with her insurance company ever since. I didn't know that this was going to be the most stuck I'd ever be in my whole life. She had retired up here, up to Lake County. You know, California's crazy expensive, but Lake County is one of the few places where you can still, you know, buy property for a somewhat reasonable sum of money and get some land. Where I lived, it was so quiet that you'd hear a sound and you realize that you were hearing, not just seeing a bird fly, but hearing the whoosh whoosh of the wings because that was the loudest thing in the moment. And I think like many people, she thought she was prepared because she did have insurance. You know, she did have these things in place that we assume are going to be our safety net. Um, But then I think once the disaster hits, you read the fine print of your... (laughs) insurance policy, you begin to understand how little prepared you really are. Here's an example. I had six acres of trees. In my insurance policy, I was insured to have one tree removed after a disaster. Whoa. What could possibly be right about that? Suki met Bart when she was in temporary housing, which was a room in an abandoned resort that the owners had opened up to fire survivors. It was this very surreal kind of movie set (laughs) setting. You know, the giant Olympic-sized swimming pool with just a mud puddle and some mosquitoes breeding in it and the thatch on the little tiki berets, you know, down by the water was all ripped off and shredded. And, you know, she was pretty stoked, actually, because the hotel rooms themselves are 
okay. They had some issues for sure, but she was like, okay, I have, you know, heat, I have internet, um, and a place that is my own, um, even though it's like living in a kind of twilight zone, you know, Hotel California type situation for two years. And she really, when she moved in, didn't have any idea it was going to be that long. How many other people were living there when you met Bart? At the time, there were 18 families there from three different disasters, I believe. Three different disasters. Yeah. So they came in waves. Yes. Yeah. It's very, I don't know, unsettling. And it boils down to the simplest, mundane, but shocking things. I lost every single picture in my entire life. The only picture I have of my home is Google Earth. And um, that's one of the things, you know, right away with insurance, well, how are you going to prove what you had? The camera burned. All the pictures burned. The computer burned. It all burned. So she kind of had this disintegration of her everything, her social life, her financial life, um, and then her life, as many fire survivors have told me, became just about recovery, just about paperwork. And it is a burden that I think those who have not gone through that could ever really understand. In some ways, I think we all feel tender about the normalness of our lives, even if it's boring or somehow not quite what you want it to be. It turns out that normal and ordinary is just so fantastic. For Ed and Kathy... Getting back to normal means rebuilding a 5,000-square-foot house to almost the exact same specifications as the one that burned down. Their insurance policy will almost cover the whole rebuild. When I visited the site, the foundation was already poured, and you could begin to see the outlines of rooms. Made a bathroom smaller upstairs, made a bathroom bigger downstairs, then we made the kitchen bigger and the patio bigger. That's about it. There's a wine cellar now and a man cave under the garage. I think, you know, seeing the construction is helpful for me. Um, Again, it's replaceable. It's, I get that, you know, and we're alive and that's great. But, you know, it is, it is a a blow every time you think about it, that, and what it's going to take to get it back. Coming up, I talk with Ed and Kathy about one of the hardest parts of rebuilding after a disaster. Everything is more expensive. You know, $10,000 for a door just seemed nuts. Now, I don't know, is that the demand pricing or is that really what a door costs? How does anyone know? So Kathy started a blog telling everyone at least what they were paying. (laughs) 
I live in California, where just this week, the electric company preemptively shut off power in parts of Sonoma, Napa, and Lake counties because of high winds to try to keep any downed power lines from igniting the dry landscape. As I listened to that whipping wind, it reminded me of the night just over a year ago when I woke up to the smell of thick smoke from the fire that had started overnight a few counties north. Suki Lewis met a young woman, Kayla Swaim, in the hours after that fire in Santa Rosa. And she just caught up with her for the KQED podcast, The Bay. The place Kayla rented from her mom burned down. And months later, she also lost her job as an administrative assistant at a real estate office because it was too hard to see so many people come in looking for somewhere to live. I'm at work and I'm supposed to be professional. I'm supposed to be able to greet customers or clients that come in. I'm supposed to be able to answer the phone and I can't do that because I hear a fire survivor in the other room crying because of all the things that they lost and all I wanted to do was go in there and hug them. Kayla's story gets at the dual housing crises happening right now in California. There's not enough that's affordable or that's built with California's fire risks in mind. Death, Sex, and Money producer Stephanie Joyce recently reported for the podcast 99% Invisible about what's not being done to prevent homes from burning in the first place. You don't have to be very exotic about your design and materials in order to make the houses um, very resistant to ignition. There's a link to both of those episodes on our website at deathsexmoney.org. On the next episode, former Michigan Governor Jennifer Granholm talks about the rules she was told to follow if she wanted to win an election as a woman and what's changed since then and what hasn't. People want a warrior. They do not want a victim. And so the more you call attention to that, the more people see you as seeing yourself as victimized. And you don't want to be seen as a victim. You want to be their champion. This episode is brought to you by Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he will chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We have had a lot of exciting new things to share with you about the show recently, but this might be some of our biggest news yet. Death, Sex, and Money is officially going to be live in New York City at the Tribeca Festival on June 11th. And I want to personally invite you to the live taping we'll be doing with the legendary journalist Kara Swisher. 
If you know Kara's work, you know her ability to get people to tell her things is unmatched. And she does it in her signature, hard-charging way. She's not afraid of things getting a little combustible. I have a slightly different interview style, so we're going to talk about that and play around with that in experimental ways that I think will make this a special show unlike any of our other live shows up to this point. And it's not often that I get to do a live Death, Sex, and Money show in New York, so I really hope to see you there. Whether you're in the city, on the East Coast, or just been looking for a reason to visit New York City, come on June 11th for this show. You can get tickets now at TribecaFilm.com slash Death, Sex, Money. We are so excited to see you there. This is Death, Sex, and Money from WNYC. I'm Anna Sale. The fire that destroyed Ed and Kathy Hamilton's home last year displaced thousands of families. So when they were looking to find temporary housing, there wasn't much. And landlords were charging a lot for what there was. We pay 11500 a month for this. Or more accurately, their insurance does. Ed found this rental on Craigslist about a month after the fire. We called our adjuster and said, what's, you know, what's our limit? And he said, there's no limit as long as it's comparable to what you had. The home they lost was big, so their rental is too. It's a four-bedroom in Santa Rosa, just a few miles from where their house burned. And it's just the two of them in it. Some people said, how could you take a house that's so big and take it away from a family? And they were, you know, outraged that we would take it from a family that needed it. Well, it's because they couldn't they couldn't afford it. They couldn't, they couldn't do it financially. So I, I got over it. So, I mean, it was either this or wait till something reasonable went up and fight with 20 other people. The first two weeks was just insanity, just yeah. insane. Well, so, and also that, that so many people are in crisis and you're also immediately needing to compete with each other. Yeah, it was, that's what Kathy said. It was like a beauty contest. The house is a furnished rental and it feels comfortable, if a bit sterile like it's been staged by a realtor. Ed and Kathy say trying to fill it with new things has not been a priority after they lost almost everything in the fire. I feel detached. I feel like um, having to pick out all the things for this new house. I know I'm not going to love any of this stuff as deeply as I loved what I had. Like even shopping for clothes, you know, I lost almost every piece of clothing I had. I um, just don't have, it doesn't grab me like it used to. When I look at a shirt or something, it's like, oh, the, it'll do. You know, it's fine. For me, that's been the experience. And obviously the things that are irreplaceable, my children's baby books, you know, that had their little lock of hair when they were just born and their teeth and that kind of thing. Um, you kept their teeth? I did. <laughs> I always told them I was going to make them necklaces out of it. <laughs> I first heard about Ed and Kathy through Kathy's blog, which she started in February as they began reconstruction. She posted regularly about what they were learning and how much it was costing. Money is a weird thing (laughs) that generally you don't want to say, how much do you make? How much do you spend? You know, it's always been something that we just don't really discuss. And it, it has put us in this weird place where we're, advertising what exactly, you know, how much money is 
It's been interesting out. too because Kathy has really gone out of her way to say what things cost. There was so much that nobody knew, you know, when you're starting this process. And here we have thousands of people going through the exact same process we're going through. People were starting to ask, you know, well, what's the lumber cost? What's the concrete cost? And so I just wanted to answer the question. And I did try to make it clear that our house is a custom house. So it's not an easy build. And that our experience was not necessarily going to be anyone else's experience, but for us, this is what we're going through. And has there been, for either of you, a, t- a moment where you're like, mm, maybe we didn't need to put all of this out there, where you felt exposed? Yes. See, I've, n- I've not had that I only reaction. Every now and then I thought about it, putting about that information, like we're bragging about who we are and our, our luck in life. But um, I... I stepped back and realized that we're helping people by doing that. We're, tr- we're not trying to blow our horns at all whatsoever. We're trying to help everybody else get through the process. And from all results from her blog so far, it, it, it has helped a lot of people. We meet people all the time. Oh, you're Kathy Hamilton. I know. I follow your blog. <laughs> so it's very a very unusual situation. Yeah. And what does it feel like being in the neighborhood and talking to your neighbors who have their homes and you don't have your home. We've gotten a lot closer to our neighbors. You know, for weeks after the fire, you couldn't go anywhere where you didn't immediately fall into conversation with whoever you were talking about. The guy in Target, the two people behind you standing in the post office. Um, I wonder if what you're asking me, though, is the resentment, you know, of someone. Well, just what it's like when you had very different experiences. I mean, are the people on one side of us whose house survived and the people on the other side whose house didn't there are times when I get a little resentful of the ones who survived, whose property survived. Their their yard is intact. Their flowers are blooming. They have all their personal belongings. They have, every, you know. But yeah, sometimes I am, I am resentful that, you know, for whatever reason, they escaped. And I'm sure the people who were either renters with no renter's insurance or... The people who are so underinsured that there's no hope for them to to rebuild or anything, they probably have that same feeling of resentment towards people like us who are in a completely different boat. And I understand it. And we work really hard for our income. We were not trust fund babies by any means. <laughs> That's one thing we share. We, um, you know, grew up lower middle class, if, if anything. Um, and many years of my adult life, you know, we're paycheck to paycheck and sometimes not even that. So yeah, we, you feel it. You feel sorry for folks. You feel survivor's guilt because we were fortunate enough when we bought the house, we bought our house at the bottom of the market. So we got it for half what it was worth. So when we talked to our insurance agent, I said, I don't want to insure it for what I paid for it. I want to insure it for what it's worth. And that's why we were insured for enough. Because if we hadn't done that, we would have been underinsured and we would have been in the same boat as everybody else. We couldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to rebuild. Ed and Kathy are on track to move in next spring. They go up to the construction site almost every day. Now that the house has got wood up in the air, we go out and sit on the top floor and we get 
wine glasses and wine palm. We'd sit there and watch the sunset. Yeah, we like to go in the evening when all the work is done. And yeah, we just when go guys, out. When the workers are gone. Yeah, especially when the it's warm in the evening. We like to sit there and have a glass of wine and oh, that's contemplate nice. yeah. how much sooner we are to getting yeah we start like you it. saw there they had the lines on the floor where the walls are going to go we would go sit in the kitchen or we'd go sit in the <laughs> living room and there's no Play walls pretend there. <laughs> ed and kathy's insurance was more generous than most but they still think it'll come up about four hundred thousand dollars short but they say that's money they have to finish construction Bart Levinson waited nearly three years to see if her insurance could cover the costs of a rebuild on her lot. But earlier this year, she decided it didn't make sense to keep waiting as housing prices kept going up. So she bought a different place to make sure she wouldn't get priced out altogether. She moved out of the resort and into her new home a few months ago. I'm thinking of it as my in-town house because it's in... A neighborhood next to other houses. So it's like a normal house. Mm-hmm. I had, I was very lucky before that I just had me and wildness. And, uh, you know, I could watch stars in the sky from my bed. So now I see the lights of my neighbors and take comfort from things like <laughs> right up the street is a retired fire captain. And that actually is what enabled me to feel like, oh, I, I can buy a place again. That I live near a fire hydrant and a fire station and a retired fire captain. Still, when fires were burning in Lake County this summer, Bart told Suki she was forced to evacuate again. Every summer, it's like this specter of that same nightmare that's going to come back for you at some point. And it's not just my home. It's my whole area, my whole town, my region, my county. It, it's both a kind of an odd comfort of, I share this with so many thousands of other people. There's nothing special or unique about what I'm going through. Um, still... It never stops being shocking. That's Bart Levinson talking with KQED's Suki Lewis. Along with other KQED reporters, Suki's been following the current fire season, which included the biggest fire in California history just a few months ago. You can hear more of their reporting on KQED's podcast, The Bay, at kqed.org slash the bay, or find a link at our website at deathsexmoney.org, where we also have a link to Kathy's blog. Death, Sex, and Money is a listener-supported production of WNYC Studios in New York. I'm based at the studios of the investigative podcast Reveal in Emeryville, California. Our team includes Katie Bishop, Annabelle Bacon, Stephanie Joyce, Joanna Solotaroff, Emily Botine, and Andrew Dunn. Special thanks to Suki Lewis and Julie Kane for their help on this episode. The Reverend John Delore and Steve Lewis wrote our theme music. I'm on Twitter at Anna Sale. The show is at Death Sex Money on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or email us anytime at deathsexmoney at wnyc.org. Ed and Kathy loved to entertain in their old home. 
They told me their biggest parties there had about 50 guests. But I'm telling you, the, the first one we have is going to be 300 people. <laughs> yeah, the more the merrier. I mean, I think that's there. part of it. We are like, we are just going to celebrate to the end here. We're going to have a week-long party. Just drop in, <laughs> stay for a couple days. We'll have jugglers. around the Tents, Mimes. Yeah. <laughs> mimes, yeah. No mimes. No mimes. I'm Anna Sale, and this is Death, Sex, and Money from WNYC. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.